What's up, everybody? This is the first ever episode of The Barca Junkie. My name is McKay, and I'm going to be the host of this podcast and just going to be the one that's controlling everything going forward. So I'm excited for the journey. I'm excited for what we got in store for you. So Barca Junkie, this is the place for all Barca fans and all the people that just want to keep up to date with stuff going on in the club and as well stuff going on um, in the soccer world, the soccer football world. So we're going to be here on our podcast, and then as well, we'll be doing, in the future, we'll have a YouTube channel, and as well, you can find us on Instagram, at Barca Junkies, and honestly, we're just excited to get this going. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have, um, you know, just like news surrounding the club, takes, opinions, as well as we're going to try and do interviews with people that are involved with the club, so we can kind of see the lives of those people and get more insight on situations as well as people who are more known on Twitter maybe and their kind of takes on everything and maybe Instagram people as well that are focused on the Barcelona and that are focused on Barcelona and focused on really like all the stuff that goes around Barcelona. It'll be it's going to be a lot of good stuff, a lot of good content, so be sure to subscribe whether you're listening to it on YouTube or on a podcast on Apple or Spotify. And so just kind of the brief, just kind of like a brief template of how we're going to do things like right now. Obviously, this is, this is subject to change, but we're just going to do some urgent news and stuff that's kind of been going on and then get we're gonna either do like a hot take probably and then like a main portion where today we're gonna be talking about coming back from the quarantine if you've been following anything you know that if you've been following the team or on twitter you know that or on instagram as well you know that the team is hoping to be able to return to practicing on monday may 5th which is going to be huge because this is like the first step in being able to get back to seeing games and uh, competition. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. I'm not exactly sure if this is going to result in anything. Um, from what I understand, they still haven't even received any specific instructions and like any sort of guidance as to where um, as to where things are going and if they're even going to be allowed to come back on May 5th. That's just been... I think it's a proposal and they're still waiting on health officials to officially give them the okay. But the club hasn't come out and said anything. None of the players have said anything. So hopefully we'll be able to see that happening soon. Obviously, it's going to have to be under a lot of precaution and a lot of uh, supervision. So there's going to be a lot of medical tests done, whether that's tests that are weekly or bi-weekly or two times a week. We're going to have to see how the club handles that, especially with the health crisis going on. So be sure to um, be sure to keep your eyes open on things that are going. Maybe it's May 4th. Is Monday May 4th? Yeah, Monday's actually May 4th. So sometime on Monday or Tuesday, May 4th or May 5th, there's going to be a possibility of the team coming back to play. And other news, so in the past week, 
Um, Arthur, the outstanding midfielder, he's been linked with a move away from Barcelona to, he's been linked with clubs like Juventus and, uh, Tottenham as well, which, I mean, in my opinion, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. He's come out, Arthur actually came out and said through his media company that he's flattered, but he's only focused on Barcelona right now. And they were Tottenham and was trying to propose a trade of, I think, Ndombele, because he's kind of fallen out with Mourinho. And then Juventus was trying to do like a Pjanic and Bentancourt. I know Mateus Delit was kind of thrown into the... He was thrown into the, like, the pod as well as players. He was talked about. I don't know how much solidity that has. But there's a lot of circulation going around that. I don't, I don't think it'll ever happen. I don't think he's ever going to move. And I think we're going to be seeing Arthur for a long time in Barcelona. He has a contract until 2024. So I would expect him to see out that contract and probably get an extension on that contract. I don't. I think he's valued in Barcelona and he's very high rated. So hopefully, you know, the board can see that and they won't. Um, they won't do anything stupid around that. That they can. They can kind of see his potential and see his raw talent that he has. So. That's that's that for Arthur. There's been a lot of other player swap transfer rumors and everything that's been going on but for right now that's kind of the big one that was talked about i know um fati and sancho have been talked about how dortmund's been taking interest in fati and then today espn came out and said that uh barcelona was targeting sancho we'll have to see where that all goes and i'll be sure to keep you updated whether it be on instagram or twitter or just any on this podcast as well. Okay, cool. So that's kind of like the news section, and now we're just going to jump into the hot take section, which for me, this might come off as a little controversial. It might, some people might agree with me, some people might might not agree with me, but as of right now, the club is financially in a lot of, a lot of trouble, especially with not being able to play games, not getting ticket revenues, and they're losing a lot of revenue um, just each day. So in my personal opinion, I think the club, in terms of transfers and purchases, I don't think they should really focus on buying anybody outside of a number nine, whether that be Lautaro, Timo Werner, or just somebody else who's going to fit the profile. No, um, Raul Jimenez has been kind of talked about a little bit, but outside of that, I just don't really think that we need, I think we have the talent from people in La Masia that can step up and play, such as Ricky Puj, Alenia, and as well we have good enough defenders in Piquet, Langley, Umtiti, and then um, we'll have to see what happens with Todibo. But I think, in all honesty, like where we have Trincao, I don't know how to say his name, Trincao, Trincao, but I, I think that the club, really we're in a good spot, when if people are all healthy obviously that's the issue is keeping everybody healthy but i think if we can rely on la masia a little bit more we shouldn't need to go out and buy these players that are a lot more expensive such as neymar i personally i'm i'm against the neymar bringing neymar in i think last year it would have been more feasible but this year especially with everything that's going on with the 
with the economy and with clubs and revenue, I just don't see a way that we can bring in Neymar and then as well bring in somebody who's going to fit that Luis Suarez kind of backup future replacement role. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of options on the market just because teams are trying to sell players and teams are trying to generate revenue so they can have the finances to operate. But for right now, I just don't see it as really feasible to be going after a lot of people, especially, I mean, we're going to have Coutinho come back. I don't see anybody buying him. Chelsea's been linked with him, but honestly, I don't see Chelsea buying him. And then as well, I don't see really, for me, I don't really see us being able to afford anybody. So we'll have to see how this all plays out and hopefully we'll be able to bring in quality talent if we do and talent that's going to help us in the future and for and in the short term as well short term and and be a good future play so that's that's my hot take let me know what you think um you can message me on instagram or be sure to comment in like the instagram post that we'll do so We're just going to have a quick ad break real quick, and then we're going to jump into the actual main portion where we're going to talk about the team coming back from quarantine and as well as what to expect um, regarding La Liga and Champions League as well. So be sure to stay tuned. Hey guys, so welcome back. For this main portion, what we're going to do today is we're just going to talk about the team and what to be kind of expecting upon return and really what the team's going to be looking like when we come back and start training and getting into games. Games may not even start until July. I mean, hopefully they'll start early June, end of May, but you never know like how this is all going to play out. I hope that it'll start by then just so that teams won't be forced to play a ton of games in a little amount of time, but we'll have to see how that all how that all 
kind of plays out and how the team reacts to it and everything. But the first thing I wanted to talk about is actually just what to expect from the team and the lineup and how the team should play. This is totally my opinion. This is not any insider information. I don't have Kike Setien's phone number. I'm not texting him for um, like tips or any sort of insider information. So this is just me and kind of what I've observed and as well what what I think the team should do upon returning. The team, so I picked a lineup and then as well I just picked players to fit that lineup. The lineup I picked for us to be playing in is a 4-3-3 with Messi as a false nine. And I talk and I say this because obviously there's going to be a lot of rotations in the team if we're playing a lot of games really quick. I mean, we're going to be seeing games from you're playing two games a week to if you're playing in the Champions League or any sort of domestic tournament, you could be playing four games a week. So there's going to be a lot of rotations and a lot of people that are going to be getting opportunities. But coming right back, you know, first game, we're going to be wanting to see like our best team out there. And for that, I decided to go with this false nine where we have Griezmann on the right. He's playing like the right wing. Messi is a false nine. And then we're playing. I chose Braithwaite to be playing that left wing. I think he makes a lot of good runs and he's able to generate kind of that space and that quickness that we need on that left wing. And he kind of stays wide as well. He he knows his, I feel like he knows his spot and he knows his role in the team, which is what Barcelona needs more than ever right now. And especially where we don't really know what the team is going to look like when we come back. We don't know the fitness levels of Dembele or as well as Suarez. Obviously, Fati is there. I just chose Braithwaite over Fati for this purpose, just he has more experience playing in La Liga and as well, I think he'll be able to offer us more of those in behind, like behind the line runs that Messi loves to just throw through balls in there. And I feel like Braithwaite is a great option for that as well. So Dembele and Suarez, we don't know the injury st- status of them right now. Hopefully they'll be able to be fit because we'll need them when it comes to rotations and everything. I know uh, Alex Collado, he's going to get a lot of opportunities to be able to um, come on as a sub. He might even get some starting opportunities. We'll have to keep an eye on that. I think if we're playing two to three games a week, he's obviously going to have to play a role. Everybody in the team is going to have to play a role in terms of playing. This is just, I feel like our strongest lineup is where we have Braithwaite, Messi, and Griezmann in that front line. And then my next, kind of the midfield. So... For the midfield, I think a lot of people would agree with me on this. I picked our magic trio where we have De Jong, Arthur, and Busquets. I feel like this is our strongest trio. A lot of people have been kind of pushing for the double pivot where we have um, De Jong and Busquets running that double pivot. And then we'll have kind of like an attacking midfielder, whether that be Messi playing kind of that attacking mid role or if it's somebody else. I feel like Arthur. Arthur could play more of an attacking mid. He's They're kind of more box-to-box midfielders, but I feel like Arthur has the ability to kind of play that more Iniesta role where he's, in the, he's involved in the attack as well. He's kind of dropping back deeper to help in the defense as well. So that's 
the midfield. I'm not exactly sure what the roles of Rakitic and Ricky Puj are going to be, where they Rakitic obviously is not very beloved with the Barcelona fans, and a lot of people I know want him gone. So we'll have to see what his role is. I think the club came out and actually told him that he wasn't going to be a part of the team next year, that he should be looking for um, different clubs and everything. So we'll have to see how Kike Setien, obviously we're going to have to use him. I just don't know how much he's going to be used. I would rather honestly give the minutes to Ricky Puj just so they, or just so he has kind of like the opportunity to develop and get that experience right now, especially in this weird time experience is crucial. And then Vidal, I always like Vidal as kind of like a super sub. If we're lacking energy, he is always a ball of energy with that mohawk. So he just comes right on in and he he's a good energizer for the team, I feel like. So we'll have to see how the midfield is worked out. There's going to be a lot of rotations. I feel like the midfield is where we have like the most equality in terms of like levels. So De Jong, Arthur, and Busquets are obviously the same, but I mean Vidal and Rakitic obviously could be starters in a lot of clubs, as well as Ricky Puj has a lot of potential. So we'll have to see how that midfield is actually played and how Kike Setien actually works with it. And then defending, um, I chose Alba, Longley, and PK and Semedo. I feel like Semedo right now is a better option than Roberto and what Kike Setien is wanting to do. He obviously likes those wingbacks. And, I mean, Alba and Semedo are perfect at that wingback position. Roberto actually was played as kind of like a center back in one game. So we might see Roberto play like as the right center back in a three center back formation, like a 3-5-2. So we'll have to see how the defense plays out. I, I'm excited to see if Araujo is actually going to get any any sort of experience or any sort of game game time, I think he should. He has a lot of potential. Ala Masia um, plays for Barca B. So we'll have to see how much game time he gets. I think with all the rotations that we're going to be doing, he should be able to get some get some game time. And then goalkeeper, I mean, is it a, is it really a question? Like, do, do I have to, like, make an argument for Ter Stegen? Or I think we can all agree that Ter Stegen is the best route there and Neto I'm not really sure what Neto's like is um like position with the club is I don't know how they value him or what their plans are with him hopefully they can realize that I personally don't feel like he's a necessity in the club and I feel like he should realize that he could go start at a different team somewhere a team that needs a goalkeeper. He, I think he played one or two games this season so far. And it's tough when you're behind um, the one of the greatest goalkeepers in the world. So I feel like Neto's not going to get any game time. It's just going to be Ter Stegen. If they do happen to give any minutes to anybody, I'd rather give them to Iñaki Pena. Give him that minute. I feel like he's a good option as a goalkeeper. If you haven't watched his Barcelona B tapes, just go look him up. You'll be able to see that he has the quality to be a starter in the future. So um, that's kind of where I'm going with that situation. I feel like 
with that Neto situation, I don't even know if I would put him in the team sheet, honestly. He's probably a great guy, but I just don't know if he's the future of Barcelona. So we'll have to see what all happens. So just to recap the team. So I chose a 4-3-3 with Messi as a false nine, then Griezmann on the right wing, Braithwaite on the left wing. Obviously a lot of rotations. Hopefully we'll be seeing Fati and Collado get some game time. In the midfield, kind of that single pivot with De Jong and Artur, and then Busquets playing that defensive midfielder role. And then at left back, uh, Alba left center back, Longley, and then PK and Semedo at right back. And then Ter Stegen as our goalkeeper. So that is kind of my Corin team. Yeah, I said it, Corin team. <laughs> the team to expect coming back from the quarantine and just really what we're expecting to see once the team starts to actually train and we get some games in. Obviously, all the games are going to be behind closed doors for now. We'll have to see what La Liga's approach is, especially with League Un being canceled this week. We'll have to see if they do the same thing where they just cancel and say, congrats, Barcelona, you're the team, you're the winners because you're in the lead. Or if, personally, I don't think that's fair to any of the other teams. So, and I don't feel like it would really be as deserving as being able to sit and play it out for the rest of the season. So we'll have to see what happens. And then we'll see what happens with the team. And if they actually do start training again on Monday, hopefully we'll be able to get some more updates from the club. And yeah, so that's it for the podcast this week and for the content. Be sure to um, like and subscribe if you're on YouTube or just subscribe and give us a nice rating on uh, with it, wherever you listen to it on the po- on the podcast platform. It really just helps us out and it helps us to be able to bring better content and um, is a great way to support us. So Thanks for listening, guys. Hope y'all have a good weekend, and hopefully next week we'll be we'll be able to see some uh, Barcelona training action. And last and finally, Visca Barça.